0: Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice.
1: Hi, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you?
0: I'm good. I feel I can't say each time that I'm hot, but I'm hot.
1: <laughs> well, I know. I know. It, it, but it is—it's kind of tipped over to the next level now. Yeah, it's sort of, of sweltering because I'm wearing things that I usually only ever wear when I go on holiday to like the South of France or something that have always been far too you know summer beachy for London and suddenly they're the only things I can stand to wear
0: well I've realized that I don't have anything um for this kind of weather so um, I'm oh staying indoors I'm staying
1: indoors just stay indoors and that's that's all you can do yeah I mean what I feel we should have is a lot of kind of like Elizabeth Taylor 70s caftas oh yeah and jewels
0: hmm yeah that sounds good and ice cream
1: and ice cream
0: yeah Mm.
1: oh my goodness yes okay well until until we can get that all arranged and together i don't know how fast like netopoda can deliver this to us yeah i don't know if they deliver ice cream but you know Mm. we can
0: i might have to send someone you know
1: yes one of your minions (laughs)
0: yes
1: (laughs) send out to get your ice cream um yeah, I, I feel that we've both watched the same film.
0: Yes, yeah. So um,
1: Which is rather a marvellous thing that we've both watched. Westward, punk, icon,
0: activist. Yes. Um, and um, what did you think?
1: I kind of had a mixed feeling.
0: Mm, yeah, same here.
1: I really liked the beginning bit. I really liked Vivian herself. Hmm. because I have great admiration for how true to herself she always is and how ardent she always is. And I think, I I don't know if it was her, I think she said it herself, but it is true that she probably is still the only punk left of (laughs) the big punk punks.
0: I think it might have been her son, yeah, who said it. Okay, well, her son Mm.
1: I think was spot on because... Because she just has that kind of... Which I really like the punk attitude. And I think it's really great that she was sitting there saying, I really just don't want to go over this. This is boring. <laughs> yes. mm. Because it, it actually made me think, what is the point of a fashion or any documentary? Like, What is it wanting to tell us? Yeah, because... I had
0: a similar reaction. I sort of thought... This wasn't sort of my ideal Vivian Westwood documentary, I think. No. And then I tried to figure out what would be my ideal one, and I didn't find that that easy. So, what you were just saying, you you was thinking about what the point it what should be. Yeah. So, what do you think the point?
1: Well, I think, I suppose, what I think it's really difficult because you and I are so immersed in this world that we would want a different thing that maybe wouldn't be a good mainstream film if these films are mainstream. But I think I think there are some, if it's like people who are less well-known and more like historical figures, where you do need their whole biography as well as some insight into their working process and la-la. But with Vivian Westwood, I sort of feel, do we need to go back through the whole thing again? And in some ways I would have liked... Well... There's, on the one hand i would have liked because i love it like she said it in the documentary she says you know my clothes tell stories and they're all stories and how she can like you know there was like archive footage of her pulling you know something off the rack and saying this combines you know this reference this reference mm. this reference and i kind of thought that's what i would like i'd like you to just ask her about what she's wearing each time you turn up for filming yes. because she always had amazing yes. outfits and I thought mm. if you just got her started on that and then got her to talk or just I don't know like instead of having the V&A story with a curator get her to come in mm. and talk about the 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 things herself or like get her to go to World's End and just pull stuff out and just really I don't know because I feel like that's what's really exciting about her and that's what makes the best of her work so resonant and, and so influential.
0: And I also thought, I think that's what I liked most about the the film, was when you saw her working. Definitely, and you, that was by far the best. Yeah, you definitely got this sense that it's something she just has to do. Uh, you know, that's just not, you know, it's just whatever obstacles are thrown in her way, she will make clothes. Um, yes that is just gonna happen and uh and i found it interesting even though i wasn't was entirely wouldn't agree with how she was to some of the staff sometimes but um um when she was when she was sort of very adamant that she does not like a thin uh, um a narrow what's it called a rib. Um, yeah, a narrow oh, rib yeah. on, on a cardigan. And she was absolutely you know, absolutely no way this will not happen. Yes. And I thought that yeah. was really interesting that it's sort of obvious you can look at something and say, Yeah, that's right, no, that's not right. Um, and also, um, you, you you got the feeling that she really likes touching, you know, touching material and
1: Yes.
0: When I thought I thought of you when she was working on the little dummy. You know, like Vionne. At some point, yeah. they have a very short segment sequence when she works on, a, on a, from an earlier period it, when she works. W- on Yeah, a that would have Danet. been really
1: nice to hear more about. Like, because obviously, like she's worked with a tailor. I think it is Linton, maybe or the East End. But she's worked with the same tailor for years, and I would have liked to see those two having a, a like in-depth conversation about what it is they do together, and. I and, I and she's really good yeah she's really great with fabrics like her winter collections are always the best because she's so good with like layers of fabric isn't mm, she mm. and I loved that in the studio you kept seeing shots of like all these swatches pinned up on the wall and I kept thinking please someone <laughs> turn around and tell us about the swatches and what you're thinking and how these have been brought together and mm. I don't know I just I just sort of felt like because there's I can't think what this there was a Melvin Bragg series that he did on different not just designers but different figures in the 90s and there's a Vivian Westwood one of those which is good and gives you like here she is a punk here's parrots, mm. here's whatever and I did sort of think I don't know the, that that's what certainly that I don't want I don't want the whole thing I would rather I don't know because like I didn't like it that we were looking at a pirate's outfit at the V&A and it was intercut with footage that was from the amazing, like that Cycle of Five collection she did in the early 90s Mm. called Britain Must Go Pagan and I was thinking, no, those two don't go together Mm. And, and they, you're collapsing time but you're also collapsing an enormous amount of thought on her behalf in terms of like working out how she uses history and like because I feel like at the beginning in her career it's just like this amazing beautiful chaos of references mm. and then like the midpoint she really hones in on, on like fashion as a manifesto
0: mm. and
1: then the fruition of that is her recent activism
0: mm.
1: and I would have liked that to be explained more.
0: Mm. Yeah I guess if you don't know anything about her it doesn't I mean her history definitely isn't explained but like you say no. is that is that what you want particularly if now that there's so much available online you know that that sequence yes, where she is in, in her shop and explains I you know that you can look at that whole thing online and, and I think it's from a Janet Porter is she called Janet Stewart Porter, Porter um documentary or you know program and so I yeah I agree I wouldn't I, I wouldn't want maybe the whole history, but more, yeah, more, it's sort of, yeah, it was just all cut, it was cut together and then you were made to, it's your 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 role to make sense of it all, which sometimes I don't mind, sometimes that's that's great, but yeah, and like you... But s-
1: I don't like it when things, I don't like it like, as I say, where you're looking at, at an early 80s pirate and you're being shown footage of you know 6 years later or something mm. and i i felt the archive footage like the contextual archive footage not the vivian yeah. archive footage i didn't think was well chosen or well placed mm. um,
0: there was one I, bit i really liked this when when i don't but i don't know whether for what reason but the very beginning when she talks about marrying her first husband do they have this yeah. mad sequence of three women and three men dancing that
1: was so distracting because it was was like really bad dancers Mm -hmm, but mm. kind of compellingly bad so you kind of got pulled out of her story into this thing where you're thinking who are these people why were they given you know television time when they clearly can't dance and (laughs) And then she also (laughs) says
0: he was a very good dancer yes Mm.
1: in contrast to those people yeah
0: although i did find that footage yeah oh the
1: footage was was great yeah
0: it was great but yeah, no, I, I I see I see what you mean. I mean there were I was amazed at the access that the um director yes,
1: got. Yes. Um Yes, that was really good. Um, and it is good I think that it showed both Vivian Westwood and Andreas yeah. being grouchy and crabby with I don't mean it's good that they were being grouchy, but I mean it's good that it showed how they really are. Or at least some part of how they are, because some of the documentaries don't fit with what you know about the designers. Yeah. From insider info, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and and I think it was good that it showed that they get really fed up and frustrated, and and how like the people around them because deal with that because it's really notable with Westwood that she has people who've been working with her for decades. Mm. So even though she clearly is difficult, there's, there's, you know, th- there's great loyalty. Yeah,
0: and I think you did get a sense of also the pressure, um, and that that's part of the problem. You know, that yes. that it all, all culminates at sort of certain dates in the year. Yeah. And and it's having these sort of set crazy dead, deadlines where so many things have to all fall into place. Yeah. That I guess that that you got a bit bit of that um
1: yes you did and i think you also got which i think is is a really crucial point to uh, uh, one of the things to understanding like the other side of her career is that it's really chaotic in terms of the business
0: yeah <laughs> that came up and
1: and it's like really sad because you think oh vivian mm-hmm. please mm-hmm. because like yeah. i don't know if it's true that thing about mclaren scuppering the armani backing but if it is that's just dreadful mm-hmm but then it's really sad where she keeps saying I don't want my business to be this big and you kind of think how because like what I wanted to know is how did it get that big without her kind of realizing it's almost like she's kind of suddenly thought oh my god I've got all these licensing deals and I've got all these
0: I guess shops
1: and I don't want them
0: I guess also part of me was thinking maybe that was clear before but now all of a sudden it doesn't fit in with the climate change and anti-capitalist yes. agenda. Um, yes. So why need not? So sort of don't feel so strongly about that. It, it's sort of okay, but. Um,
1: yeah, I suppose.
0: I mean, the other the... thing
1: there Sorry, was go
0: on. the other things I thought was interesting, and I didn't didn't know was. I mean, the sequence on the Terry Vogan show. I just couldn't believe it.
1: Oh, that's. I remember I watched that, and really? I, remember I was like almost in tears.
0: Yeah, I mean that was just about
1: how awful it was and i really well like when i started researching her in like 91 92 no one had had her stuff in archives like that the, the vna had the pirates outfit and then they just got um a big collection of menswear that amy de la haye had got because of the street style exhibition oh, yeah. and amy was really important in getting Westwood into the collection because Beforehand, they thought this is, you know, this is streetwear, this is not what the VA mm. collects. And magazines, like, it was really telling that, like, Italian Vogue, you could find Westwood French Vogue, you could find very little in British Vogue. And, like, the way the British fashion industry just didn't get her and didn't understand how, you know, she's one of the most important designers we've ever had. Mm. And Whatever you think of her aesthetic and the actual clothes, she is. Like you just can't you know, and in so many different types of fashion and she's influenced so many people and she's been so disrespected and that show is just Yeah oh, just toe so curlingly awful.
0: I just could not believe how this person I think called she's called so lonely, how Yes how rude she was.
1: Just so rude. Yeah. And you just thought Just this is your guest. I know it's a TV show, but it's still a guest and there should be a certain level of etiquette. Mm. But also one woman to another. Yeah. What about the sisterhood?
0: Yeah. (laughs) You
1: know? And no, it was disgusting. And And
0: also when she went (gasps) to the to the Passion Awards and the second time, the the first time I think was sort of okay, but the second time when the man opened the envelope and he sort of laughed.
1: And didn't he say, oh dear, oh, or something? Yeah, something. He makes some little comment. Yeah. And he just thought, who are you? Yeah. You're just some old geezer in a suit. <laughs> I realise he's probably multi-billionaire or whatever, but I don't care. And this is this, like, creative powerhouse who, you know, probably if he went to Japan at that point, she'd be the only British designer that would care about.
0: Mm, yeah. Ugh.
1: Cause the other thing i would have liked more on actually actually i feel like we are gonna have to make our own documentary <laughs> to kind of put our money where our is um is how influential she's been in japan yeah. because like rei kawakubo and yoji yamamoto are so influenced by her and credit her and you can see the influence but also like japanese street style is really influenced mm, by her and mm. i think like, because she's often kind of just characterised as like, ooh British eccentricity, ha-ha. But it's so much deeper than that, what she does and how it's influenced people. Mm.
0: And what I find interesting when I, I was trying, <laughs> there was someone in the background of one of the fashion awards who looked like princess diana and i tried to figure out who she was oh it
1: was selena Selena,
0: yeah i could remember selena but i i think it is no she does
1: look so like i
0: thought it was princess i know and i know that's
1: weird that she's just
0: standing i know so i um then i sort of looked up the fashion awards and it was interesting they were I think 1991 if I remember correctly and in 90 it was the same year Mary Quant got the hall of fame award so they had an oh. award at the same year which I think is really interesting and yes. also Mary Quant being so um successful in in Japan primarily with cosmetics but also with oh, other things so and I just I find it really interesting because they're very they're very different, um, yeah. very, very different. But what it is that about those both of them that sort of are interesting for for Japan and it be would make they'd make an interesting exhibition the two of them together. It Although really the aesthetic would. is just so, so there because mm. 'cause haven't
1: is it in your collection in the Museum of London that there's there's like a it's probably not Harris Tweed but a Tweedy
0: That's true. Hat, yeah, there which
1: is... I have always thought was quite westwardy.
0: That's true. There and it has knickerbockers and it's like a Norfolk yeah. jacket. Yeah, no, that's very true. And a hat as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I
1: think they're quite, they're interesting because in each case it's like a compulsion to make like at the beginning I mean, it's a compulsion to make clothes that reflect the street and youth.
0: mm, Yeah, that's true. Mm. isn't it and
1: I don't know I mean I feel because I feel with Westwood like I love some of her ideas like this thing of clothes telling a story and because I always have that like I'll I'll always be thinking today (laughs) I'm thinking Bauhaus but with her great aunt who gave left all her jewelry to her you know it's like in Mm. my head I have like my story (laughs) and I love that it's so clear, it's like she has these amazing romances going on about each garment and each outfit and how it's put together. And I also love, you know, she said it in different ways so many times about how, you know, you have a better life if you dress extravagantly Mm. or if you dress in an interesting way. And I think that's absolutely true. And I kind of would just like her to talk about that in relation to
0: different... Mm.
1: Garments, or, or just I don't know, like just put her in the Wallace collection and get her to say why she loves it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Just get because what is so good with her is her sort of obsessiveness about particular things, isn't it? Yeah. Because I think sometimes she really misfires and it doesn't mm. quite it doesn't quite come together. But when it does, it's it's extraordinary. And you know, it's because she has that kind of brain that's like putting these things together into a story. That it's not. History, history, it's, it, yeah, it's like romance. It's mm. like a memory of an idealised past.
0: Yeah, and it's also, it's like you said, you know, talking about writing with a pen, pencil or writing with words and mm. she's writing with, clo- she's writing novels with clothes. So Yes, that's,
1: exactly. That's
0: That's really, I just loved also at the end there was a sequence, I think that was probably my favourite bit, when there's her at the end of the shows on the catwalk, that was amazing. And it there was one, I just couldn't believe it. She's wearing Timberlands and yes! a, a red Wasn't shirt that funny? And, and what we would probably now call them. Uh, um, uh the what's that particular jeans type? mum jeans or whatever they call. Yes. And I'd never seen that. I I don't know. And it was the mini crin collection, uh, so I should have seen that. But it was that the witch from really... the mini Critic. Yeah, I I don't yeah. know, and it was just um, but. I just loved how when you saw her, she, she looked so happy always. Yes. And also yes. strong and uh, sort of very much, oh, look what I've just done. Yeah, and yeah. And I love I loved that. Um, I
1: do. And I think it is, again, that sort of sense of her, like you said about her having to make clothes, it is like her just loving it so much and it's mm. just like, so joyful for her when it all comes together and yeah like you say, when she's shown um the whole collection Uh, no i i really i think it's wonderful and like i don't know like i love all the early collections like i really love witches and the Keith herring prints and things where it's like really interesting sportswear that's Mm. kind of still resonating and like the nostalgia of mud stuff and there's such interesting things. And I, because I was thinking there's also like all her retail, and it's such a crime, I think. Like when they go to that shop opening in Paris, and it just looks like the designer area of any yeah. luxury department store. Mm. And you think, but this is the woman, you know, like how inspiring is she that they change their whole shop and the name of it each time they change yeah. their collection? Mm. Like, who else has ever done that? That's insane, but insanely brilliant. But, you know, like her shops, the early ones were always such, like, an adventure to go there and...
0: And, like, an sites of pilgrimage. I mean, that, yes, that, you definitely yes. have to go there.
1: Yeah, and and although I did, like, was it at the Paris opening where she's got, like, a kind of a mermaid, like, mm. sort of swallowed a hip-hop artist yeah. outfit on, where mm. she's got, like, a big sweatshirt and then shimmery blue sequins.
0: Yeah, no, I love that.
1: I felt like that's what you should have used to inspire you to design the shop. Yeah. Mm. Because the shop, it just didn't do her justice. No. No. At all. Yeah. And and you can really see that. Yeah. And cause, because have you seen that um, Ricardo Tishi, you know, he's at, um, I was going to say blueberry. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't mean blueberry, I mean burberry. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he's doing a collaboration with Vivian no, for
0: Burberry. No, I haven't seen that. Mm, that Isn't makes that sense.
1: crazy good? Yeah, that like makes I, a lot of sense. I kind of think it's like one of those things where you think, excuse me, somebody, why didn't someone think mm. of this 100 That's... years ago? Because exactly this is what she... So well done, Ricardo, for for yeah. for, for thinking of that, because it's just perfect.
0: Mm. I'm also wondering... I don't think it came out. It's just something I'm wondering uh, uh-huh. in the documentary is in terms of what kind of a, whether she was a model in some way for some people and how she presented herself as a fashion designer or how, you know, yeah. how she was very much at the forefront, you know, at the front of her brand if if that's yes, the right that's word. True. You know, you really knew it was hers and well, Alma, Malcolm McLaren's now and, and Andreas Kronthalers, but um, yes. it's... Uh, I guess now it's sort of not that unusual, um, because I, I always think of Mark Jacobs, he was in quite a lot of his ads for a while, at least. Um... And
1: he's very influenced by her too, isn't Yeah.
0: not Yeah, so it's more, I guess it's more, maybe there's still not that many who appear minute, in the old. ads.
1: Yeah, I think you're right, and I think it's also because it's a compulsion for her she completely embodies the brand it's not just she's like the face of it Mm. or you feel that she get thinks i have to put on my my westward drag today because i have to do the ad it's like you know we've both seen her her and she's like she doesn't she lives near me she's Mm. always dressed she's she that is her that is you know how she is in sainsbury's you know that she's always that and Mm. i think it's that truth that authenticity that's really amazing about her and why she's so important and i think sometimes she's not as articulate verbally as she is as you say materially Mm. it's like that's where you really understand her is looking at the the clothes Mm. and getting her to talk about the clothes because that's how it comes out yeah yes Mm. i i so it's I, I mean I'm glad I watched it and it I did like the bits as we say of her working. I think that was really, really yeah. great. And we haven't said anything about Andreas Kantala.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He plays a I mean it's very obvious that I mean she is very supportive and she says a few times or oh, he does it all and I'm just helping. Yes.
1: And that's so. and it's very touching how he speaks about that was something else yeah, that I thought was really true. nice that it's mm. very touching how he speaks about her, yeah. but also how her sons like it was very sweet that Joe Corey kept kind of saying I was really glad when she did this because I thought my mum's taken care of it's like there's a real sort of sense and it's almost like because she is such an extraordinary person you feel like she maybe doesn't take care of the things like the everyday boring things mm. you have to kind of do. To just survive in your life and it it was kind of nice I thought and there was some nice I think it was in Paris her and Andrea sort of just walking around mm-hmm. and I did actually like the where there's footage of them at, at photo shoots in kind of increasingly yes. westwardy outfits mm-hmm. but they're both deadly serious because this is who they are.
0: I think the now that you say that the other thing that I hadn't actually seen much of was um, his early history at Westwood, I thought that was That's
1: true. interesting. Yeah. The photos yeah.
0: um, from and, and film from his early involvement. Yeah. Um, I... No, it did.
1: It did. It did give you a very good sense of both of them and their process and the kind of chaotic and not always completely put together side of like how they convey this. Like their sales meeting at the end was just very cringy Mm. where they didn't quite know who was
0: presenting what and who was doing what Mm. um but I think I think that was really good that you got you got a sense of it and that they let that be shown because again some of the some of some documentaries of not just fashion designers are so kind of sanitized and
1: Mm. glossed over um that I thought that was good that you saw that
0: Mm. yeah no I thought afterwards it wasn't is it hagiography or mm, yeah it really yeah. wasn't just saying and that's that... really
1: that's really refreshing yeah
0: and unusual um yes in this yeah context. definitely yeah i read a little bit about what other people said i wasn't oh, going did to... you? i haven't looked at any reviews yeah, what and, did they say well i just it's sort of similar in some way similar stuff but one one called it very watchable and i thought that was a good yeah, I think it is. Mm. It
1: definitely is. Mm. But I think it's very watchable. I don't think it's the one to watch if you don't know her. Yeah, already. Mm. But I think it does give you some insights that you, like we've discussed, that that even if you if you know her work work really well, there's some things that you'll find out from it and that will be really nice to see.
0: Mm-hmm yeah
1: and just one thing that i thought that which is a side issue hmm. but she always has really great hair yes
0: <laughs> I, I think feel, it isn't I feel a I'd side like issue more about her hair I, I think it actually plays its own role in the, yes, in the there's documentary like a separate essay
1: going hmm. on visual essay it's amazing with her hair
0: yeah i don't think i know of anyone who had that many different hairstyles it's it's amazing no hmm. no
1: and it and the yeah, because I really like it when it's sort of apricot coloured, and mm. then it's really nice when it's white. blonde. White, yeah.
0: And, mm. They all work really well. They yeah. all
1: work really well. No, she always looks great. She always really
0: yeah. That's inspiring. <laughs> looks as amazing as
1: well. and very inspiring. And as I say, I would like with each of the things she was wearing, just to you know be in the studio. I was thinking, just ask her to talk about the outfit. <laughs> yeah. I just want her to talk through. Because I bet there's like amazing stories in her head of how this, uh, how everything goes together, mm. and like what she was wearing when they went, and they were looking at the melting ice flows. I'm sorry, I yeah. know I'm being a horrible, shallow fashion girl. That my takeaway was what was Vivian wearing?
0: Yeah, that was interesting. Well, did, did it say Chanel on her hat? I, at some point, it looked like I that. thought and it I said thought, chaos. I oh, it said chaos. See, I don't obviously. I need to wear glasses these days. I should. Um, yeah. No. That being said, I thought that would have been really weird. Yeah, that would have been really. <laughs> weird. Um,
1: that's true. Does she wear any other designers?
0: I, I doubt it very much. Um oh, yeah. that's interesting yeah. in itself. The other than maybe maybe one last thing at least from me. The other thing that I really like how much catwalk footage you got and Yes, that it, was good. The reminder how different it used to be, you know, how much yes. and it wasn't just on her catwalk, I think. I guess that's one that's sort of yet another thing I'm thinking of. The other thing I was thinking yesterday is one problem with these documentaries is you just don't get the context. You just don't know how unusual some stuff is yes. in the in the wider concept, context. Yeah. But I guess you can't do everything. And it's, no,
1: know. I mean I think because it was as I say, it like the, from the start, it was making me think what what do I want from a fashion documentary? And I think in some ways it's why I love Unzip the Azrahi one so much is because it's just about one collection mm. like from that you learn loads about him and New York and everything else but it's not trying to give you all of him it's like you get flashbacks and things but it's focused on one thing and I think that can tell you so much but I guess it's difficult with her because there's which one thing would you
0: yeah do? Mm.
1: but obviously I would just focus on her hair and her day-to-day <laughs> outfits
0: mm. But putting together one collection, that could also be really interesting, like you say. Hmm.
1: It could. It could. (sighs) Yes. Okay. A lot to
0: think about.
1: A lot to think about, um, especially the hair.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's been very good. It was fun that we both watched the same one. Yeah,
0: we should do do that again. again. We'll have to
1: choose another film that we both watched together. Well, not together, but uh, you
0: know what I mean. Definitely separately
1: separately (laughs) and then discussion
0: yeah very
1: good all right well have a lovely day
0: and you speak to you soon Bye. bye